0: This is 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars.
1: So just Velcros onto the base of the fan, and then we're just turning on the unit. We'll be up
2: and running.
0: You see them on street corners, at gas stations, at shopping malls. You see them at blowout sales and grand openings of all kinds.
3: Their wacky faces hover over us and then fall down to meet us and then rise up again. Their bodies flop,
0: They flail. They are men. Men made of tubes. Tubes full of air. Producer Sam Greenspan is full of more than hot air.
3: You know these things. A vinyl column perched on top of a fan with skinny little arms and a big dumb
1: grin. Blowing around goofily on a street corner near you. People are familiar with it, but when they're driving by, it's just a... You have to look and turn your head. And, you know, four is... It's the best return on your advertising dollar that you spent.
3: If by some stretch of the imagination you have never seen one of these things in person, you have probably seen them around the internet or on TV. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man! Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man! I am learning some amazing moves
1: from this guy. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I love him. They
0: are either full of ridiculous, joyful exuberance, or the tackiest thing in the world, depending on your tastes. A number of cities across the U.S. have actually banned the use of tube guys. An ordinance in Houston enacted in 2008 proclaims that the dancing tube guy, quote, "...contributes to urban visual clutter and blight and adversely affects the aesthetic environment." End quote.
3: I want you to go ahead and try to imagine an origin story for these things. Used car salesman buys some tarp in a leaf blower and messes around in his garage? No. Slighted bounce house designer goes rogue, determined to show them all? No, 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 no. The real story behind these is so much better. And it all starts with this guy.
4: I am Peter Minshaw, born in 1941. The world was at war, so were my parents, as a result of which I was taken in my mother's womb to Georgetown, Guyana, where I was born in the general hospital in the embrace of her family and brought back to Trinidad shortly thereafter in her arms.
0: Peter Menchel, ladies and gentlemen, renowned Caribbean artist who could easily have a second career narrating nature documentaries for PBS.
4: I'm an artist stroke moss man. This is a word indigenous to Trinidad, which is where I'm talking to you from now.
3: In Trinidad and Tobago, a moss man is someone who works in the carnival arts tradition.
0: Peter Menchel made a name for himself in part by making these larger than life puppets that dance through the street to the beat of a steel drum band.
3: His work was featured in a book called Caribbean Festival Arts, which wound up in front of someone on the steering committee for the Olympics. Which is how, in 1995, Peter Minchel found himself in a stadium in Los Angeles, working with a bunch of different artists, trying to figure out ideas for the opening ceremonies at the Atlanta Games the following year. As Minchel tells it, he was trying to do something using inflatable
0: tubes. But it wasn't working out.
4: It was a total failure. But there I am sitting in the bleachers with a little notepad and there are all these tubes side by side going up and somewhere out of the haze I just sketched two of the inflatable tubes and, and joined them at the waist going into one tube which is a torso and divided them again at the top with some arms and a bit of a head you might get an incredible undulating dancing figure. Boom! The dancing tube guy is born. Mitchell
0: realized that these figures, made from a tube hooked on an air source, would dance, just like the people did back home in Trinidad and Tobago.
4: And so, it might to another person seem like a great leap of the imagination. To me, it was like jumping into water like an eager little duckling. Peter Mitchell
3: knew how to make giant figures, but they had always been powered by people, not air. And so while Peter Minchel was in that moment able to glimpse upon the possibility of giant undulating inflatable dancing tube guys.
4: For short, let's call them tall boys.
3: And so while Peter Minchel was in that moment able to glimpse upon the possibility of these tall boys, he knew he needed
2: help. And I got a call from uh, the Olympic Games from uh, Peter Minchel and he asked me if I can uh, create a human shape. And uh, I told him, yes, it's uh, definitely it can be done.
3: This is Doron Gazit, another artist who, like Peter Minchel, had gotten known in the Olympics planning scene. He had done some work in the 84 Games in Los Angeles.
0: And if there's one guy who knows about making things full of air, it's him.
3: Doron Gazit first got interested in inflatables when he was a college student visiting the U.S. Gazit is from Israel. He saw someone making balloon figures on the street and got obsessed with doing that himself. He sold balloon animals on the streets in Jerusalem. And to this day, he still carries balloons around with him in his pockets.
2: And uh, actually, I don't, I I like to say that we don't use the b-word. We, it's all about inflatables. Gazit founded a company called Air Dimensional
0: Designs, which basically serves to populate the world with his inflatable objects and sculptures.
3: And so after he got the call, Gazit and his team headed over to meet Minchel and see if they could make the Tall Boys a reality which actually turned out to be a pretty big engineering
2: challenge. I had to find the right uh, strong, powerful motor that will be able to give me enough CFM and the right torque. You get the idea,
3: engineering, physics. Gazit futzed around with the materials and the methodologies, and eventually, these tall boys came to life. And they looked very much like the tube guys we see today, with two major exceptions. One, they were bipedal, their legs divided at the base, each with its own fan. And two, these things were enormous, they were 30 or 60 feet high, depending on who you ask.
0: And that was the first the world had ever seen of these inflatable men.
3: The 1996 Olympics in Atlanta came and went. And so at this point in the story, the tube guys, the tall boys, are out in the world. But how did they go from a thing we saw at the Olympics once, basically as an art piece? How did they go from that to a thing you see at like every used car lot in America?
0: Here is where the Menchel camp and the Gazette camp begin to diverge.
3: By Peter Minchel's account, a few months after he returned home from Atlanta, he got a call from one of his collaborators at the Olympics. He recalls him saying, Oh, by the way, that fellow
4: um, in L.A. who made those things, I do believe um, you'd sort of better watch your back because I think that he's making them
3: to sell. Later on, Minchel caught wind that Daron Gazit had gotten a patent on the tall boy, the dancing vertical inflatable.
0: Gazit says that he wanted a patent because he put a lot of research and development into making the tube guys work. And he was already starting to see other
2: people rip off his efforts. The Chinese company just uh, took my designs and it was quickly that they could uh, just imitate it and copycat it.
3: Doron Gazit was awarded a patent for Apparatus and Method for Providing Inflated Undulating Figures in 2001.
0: Gazit refers to them as fly guys.
3: Peter Minchel and Doron Gazit both agree that the dancing inflatable figures were Minchel's idea. And they both agree that Gazit turned that idea into a reality. Where they disagree is whether or not it was cool for Gazit to get a patent on it without informing Minchel.
2: He had the vision. He was asking for it. It didn't exist before that. And then... uh, And I very, 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 very much respect Peter Minchel. He's an amazing art director and artist, and he's doing beautiful work. And it was an honor for me to work with him.
3: Gazit says his attorney told him that, in the eyes of the law, Minchel would not be considered an inventor. And so Gazit was surprised to learn that Minchel had been angry with him. He says that since then, he's reached out to Minchel a number of times, but never heard back.
0: Peter Minchel says that it never occurred to him to seek a patent on the tube guys.
4: I don't. Please... I'm an island boy from Trinidad. I don't know what the law is. Um, My instinct tells me that um, before he could do any such thing, it is his duty to consult with me.
3: Gazit, meanwhile, continues to make money off of the tall boys. Fly guys, whatever. He licenses his patent to other companies, like Look Our Way, which sells inflatables here in San Francisco. That's who you heard from earlier. This is Look Our Way's Nick Kusanovich.
1: Yeah, so the technology we license from them has to do with the way the air escapes the inflatable. It air escapes both from throughout the top of the head as well as each one of the arms. So that, you know, after testing, that is what gives it its... uh, It's dynamic motion, kind of the special sauce and why it's so effective.
0: Look Our Way has their own name for these things, Air Dancers. And even though they may be licensing pre-existing technology, they also invented a whole new use for them.
3: It came to them by way of a farmer in eastern Washington state named Gary Long. So, little setup. Gary keeps apple orchards on his property, and he started having a really severe bird problem. Starlings were eating tons of his apples, like literally 10 tons a year. One season, he lost 20,000 out of 40,000 pounds of Honeycrisp apples after they had been pecked out by birds and rendered unsellable.
0: And so Gary Long was looking for ideas.
2: I was talking
0: to a, a person that was selling his products that he grew on his ranch in a fruit stand. And so he wanted to attract people to come to his fruit stand, so he put one of these air dancers out there that, you know wiggles and jiggles and, you know, hoping that people would see that the dancer and come over to it and come to his fruit stand. Well, it didn't bring any people in of any quantity, but the thing that
1: he noticed was the birds didn't bother him. They weren't coming into his fruit stand and pecking on the fruit.
3: Long story short, Gary bought a few air dancers from Look Our Way, hoping to keep the birds out. The result?
2: As soon as the the dancers started dancing, they took off and
4: went to a neighbor. And so I said, hey, this looks like it's got possibilities.
3: With the air dancers in place, Gary was able to get the bird damage down from 20,000 pounds to... You ready for this? They got bird damage down to zero. Zero damage. Gary Long called up Nick Kusanovich from Look Our Way and made some suggestions for how to turn the air dancer into a bona fide scarecrow. They added bits of reflective material to the head, gave it some angry eyes and some scary teeth, and transformed the thing from an air dancer to an air ranger.
0: The air ranger section of the Look Our Way website reads, dynamic, unrepeatable dancing motion keeps birds away time after time. I mentioned the air rangers to Peter Minshall. It was the first time he had ever
3: heard
4: of them. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, next time I open up a packet of cornflakes, I'll smile.
3: Yeah, so no bitterness on Minshall's part, even though he's not making any money off of these things. Actually, he loves seeing the two guys around.
4: Could you imagine how I feel when I'm driving down. I don't drive, actually. When, when a friend is driving me down from a house in town to where we a factory building place in Chagaramas, and I see a sort of diminutive version of a tall boy dancing up a storm by a gas station. I thought, my God, look at where we reach. And I'm suddenly aware that they're dancing up over gas stations all over the planet. A part of me can't help but feel delight that oh goodness little fella look at what you and your island have given to the world
3: i don't know how much money Darone gazette is making off of his tube guy patent but whatever it is you can't really say he didn't earn it sure maybe it was peter minchel's idea but gazette actually made this thing and as gazette really wanted me to point out he's done a lot of other work with inflatables since then but i also love knowing about peter minchel and that these things are kind of like shopping plaza ambassadors from the
4: streets of his Caribbean island. Because that is how we dance, limpid and loose to the music of steel drums on his street. Thousands
3: of us. And with that in mind, the inflatable figures, the tube guys, the tall boys, the fly guys, the air dancers, the air rangers, I've discovered a whole new joy in them. They probably won't convince me to buy a new car, but I will delight in seeing them try. And when I look upon them... I will know to listen for the distant whisper of a Calypso band.
0: 99% Invisible was produced this week by Sam Greenspan, with reporting from Sam Dean, who wrote about the Tube Guys previously in the online magazine Reform, edited by our friend Sarah Rich. The usual crew of Katie Mingle, Avery Truffleman, and me, Roman Mars, we helped out. Special thanks to Todd Gulick and Barry Standick. We are a project of 91.7, local public radio, KALW in San Francisco, and produced out of the offices of ArcSign, an architecture and interiors firm in beautiful downtown Oakland, California. Support for ninety nine percent invisible comes from our limpid and loose listeners and from Format. Format makes it easy to build your own professional portfolio website without having to learn to code. Tens of thousands of photographers, designers, artists, and illustrators across one hundred and forty countries worldwide use Format to beautifully showcase their work online, attract clients, and grow their careers. In this week of Star Wars trailer fervor, I want to share the Format portfolio of Thomas Dagg. That's a Thomas Dag. Slash Star Wars. He channeled his Star Wars obsession into creating extremely realistic Photoshop scenes of Star Wars characters in everyday surroundings. They're amazing. We'll have a picture on our website and a link. To create your own portfolio just like Thomas Dagg, go to format.com slash invisible. Support is also provided by stamps.com where you can buy and print official US postage for any letter or package using your computer and printer. I don't know if you know this about me. But I've done a couple of Kickstarters and I've sent thousands of packages in the mail. I've spent hours and hours at post offices. I used to have this circuit where i divided divide up my packages into four different groups, and i go to four different post offices in a row in a single day in Berkeley, two in Albany, and El Cerrito, so that the clerks and the customers at any one of the post office didn't get too mad at me for bringing in so many packages. But now I use Stamps.com and everything I did at the post office I can do in my studio where no one scowls at me. You can sign up for Stamps.com too. You can use my promo code 99PI for this special offer. It's a no-risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale and $55 in free postage. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter 99PI. That's Stamps.com and enter 99PI. And finally, support is provided by the mighty but tiny, tiny letter. Email for people with something to say. My boy Maslow always has something to say. What do you guys say, Maslow?
1: My favorite part of the Star Wars 7th movie trailer is when the evil guy took out his lightsaber and then the sword came out then two spikes made of the stuff that lightsaber made out i'm not really sure it's like a special kind of light laser-induced plasma no one really knows but i thought that lightsaber was super awesome
0: okay it's impractical for a sword hilt but the kids love it tinyletter.com. It's free, easy, minimal, and powerful. The simplest way to send an email newsletter from the great people behind MailChimp. Speaking of MailChimp, they and the Knight Foundation were instrumental in the creation of Radiotopia from PRX. We have four new shows from Radiotopia launching in January. If you want to get on the ground floor and sponsor these amazing new programs, email sponsor at prx.org. You can find the show and hang out with other people who like the show on Facebook. All of the 99PI producers are on Twitter, so search for 99% Invisible and you will find us and you can follow us. But you're always welcome at our place at 99PI.org. Radiotopia.